Welcome to the Intentional House Podcast. Here, it's all about creating beautiful homes that actually help families love better. Here's your host, the home coach herself, Carly Thornock. Hey homies, it's Carly and I'm so glad you're here. This is the official podcast of Intentional House where we love helping soulful families set up their houses simply and beautifully while prioritizing family relationships. This week here on the farm, the figurative farm, at least at this point of our life, <laughs> the ranch in at the ranch where we're moving out in the middle of the desert, Utah, our two acres of blessed heaven that we're starting to set up. We are all starting to get our well permits, which is a very big deal because for the past couple of months, the permits have been held up at the state level and we weren't able to access our water. There's tons of water out there and uh, we need water to be able to live. So we've all been waiting with bated breath to see that our permits are going through and that this is actually a viable life solution for us all. And so these permits are rolling and we're so excited. And in other news, I deep cleaned my bedroom, which always feels amazing. And I feel like we need to talk about stuff like that because sometimes life as a mom, it gets a little crazy and deep cleaning the bedroom feels like a monumental moment. So huzzah for a deep clean of the bedroom. I also, you know, this is just like the 30 seconds of random tidbits into Carly's life. But in case you're interested, uh, my wristwatch is so cute. I love it. It's magnetic, a, uh, band band how you say band yep yeah, or magnetic band and i love it and it was cheap and it's great and it just started turning my wrist green and i'm feeling like a 14 year old who shops at claire's and all of my fingers are turning green <laughs> from cheap rings but i can't get myself to stop wearing this watch so if you see me in public and i'm wearing my black watch just know underneath that black watch is a green wrist and probably it's poisoning me Somebody tell me if this is poison or not. That would get me to stop wearing the watch. But other than that, just loving my wrist being green for a minute. Also, been taking my cold showers. So my husband in the last six months has gotten really into the Wim Hof method. And he feels like it's really been helping him with his mental and physical health, which is so cool. So he's got us all doing it. My children this winter were out like rolling in the snow and they say things like, I can do hard things because I sit in ice. And so it's been good for everybody. But I have started doing cold showers myself. And let me tell you, it is a big deal. It's a big deal first because I'm not a cold loving person. But second of all, it's been a big deal because it really actually has made a big difference in my life. So much so that I have incorporated it in part of my intentional house dailies, which is part of my dream house program. So I feel like if you're doing this every day and breathing and a few other things, you're set up for success. Like your brain feels clearer. You feel more in control. You know, you can handle hard things when they come and then you are a lot warmer throughout the day, which in and of itself is a win. So there's the cold shower update, man. Everything that I feel like I question at some point in my life, like there have, there have been numerous things where at first glance, I've been like, that is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. I'm never taking cold showers. Why? When I have perfectly good warm water, would I ever turn into cold? It makes no sense to me. Um, I thought this about essential oils, other things in my life I've totally judged and thought this about. And now I am wholeheartedly embracing it and changing my mind. So let it be known to the world that I like to take cold showers. Amen. Okay. Now it is time for our little lifesaver. Yes. 
This is the part of the podcast where I like to talk about the little thing that's made a big difference to me this week. And the reason I like to do this is because we all need to help each other out. Sometimes you just need a little something awesome to look forward to every day, a little something that makes your life better, easier, funnier. And we all need this. So if you have a little lifesaver you want to share with me, be sure to email it to me. And I would love to share it with everybody else too. We got to have each other's backs, you know? So this week, my little lifesaver has been my morning walk slash run. And it's definitely a walk slash run. Sometimes it's a run slash walk. Depends on the day. Depends on the hour and the temperature. Those are the variables. (laughs) But I committed to myself that I was going to exercise for 15 minutes moving forward. So last week, 15 minutes, six days a week. Felt amazing. It was hard to get my brain around it. Because I can always come up with a lot of things that I need to do or why I shouldn't have to shower. But now that I love cold showers, you know, we're just embracing all of the discomfort around here. So I thought it was a big deal to show up every day for 15 minutes, do something that both got me breathing and sweaty and was out of the house. And it was a little lifesaver. I really felt like it helped me stay calm, feel like I slept better, felt like I ate better, just felt better overall. So if that's helpful to you, can, you know, consider a little 15 minute exercise, a little heart pump, a little sweat, you know, and if you're really brave, jump in that cold shower just for 30 seconds. It's so worth it. It's totally worth it. Okay. Today is kind of fun because it's our Q and A episode. So I have three questions that have been sent to me by listeners, by real life mamas and papas in the real life trenches of real life. So hopefully their questions are helpful to you. And as always, feel free to take what I teach here. Feel free to take the answers and the questions of these examples and tweak them to fit your needs because you are the author of your life and no one's exact situation is going to be your situation. So definitely I want to invite you to lean in and take the reins. And if something resonates with you, run with it, try it out, um, adjust it so that it works just how you need it to work. Okay, first, my first question, here we go. The biggest challenge for me is to keep the home spiritual yet lived in and enjoyed. How do I reconcile letting Christ in with daily living? It seems like in order to enjoy spirituality at home, it has to be minimal, beautiful, quiet, and serene. I feel like I'm doing home wrong spiritually. Do you have any thoughts? Oh my goodness, isn't this such a good question? I really do get this question quite often. Um, People often want to compare their homes to their places of worship. And so in religious culture, this often has a tie to a place. So like a temple or a synagogue or a cathedral or even nature sometimes is this place of spirituality that we're trying to emulate in our homes. And we have a belief in our minds that our homes should exactly be this in order to be spiritual. So the cool thing about sacred places is their invitation to us to focus. All spiritual places that are dedicated to spiritual spirituality in, in general invite us to focus, right? It takes this elevated sense of of awareness, whether it's even like a mindfulness center or a yoga studio or anywhere that is designed to help create spiritual health, a lot of it is just about focusing and filtering. Okay. So we need to learn to focus on what's important 
at home too. These places outside of our homes are wonderful. And a lot of people like to create places in their homes that feel like a place of worship, like a little sanctuary or an altar or something that helps them connect to their highest being and to their creator and to the universe. And I definitely do not discourage that. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful idea. But to create our whole home um, under those same expectations can feel tricky. And I think that that's the essence of this question. They think it has to be minimal, beautiful, quiet, and serene in order to be a healthy place spiritually in your home, a healthy spiritual home. And this is where our we have a little bit of a thought error here. So let's lean in here. So places of worship like temples and cathedrals or even nature is like fine art. And our homes are definitely also art and definitely don't turn this off yet, right? Hear me out. Hear me out. Our homes are art. <laughs> but not in the way that Pinterest would say, or the Instagram would say, um, our homes are not perfection. Our homes are not untouchable. Our homes are lived in. Our homes are messy. Our homes are more like the studio where the artist trains and practices. And the other, these more magnificent or dedicated places of worship, are more like the museum where the artist displays his final piece. Both are extremely essential. Both are very beautiful. Both are part of the same whole. Both contribute to the whole experience of an artist in his life. And both of these places are very different in purpose. One is meant to be very messy. One is meant to be the place of experimentation and failure. One is taking ideas and assimilating them. One is the place for uh, even like meditating and pondering and figuring it out. And then the latter, this museum place, is where you take all of those efforts and you offer it. Where you connect with the greater scheme of things and your place in the world. And you gather inspiration to then take back to your studio and create again. It's where the, the museum place is where the artist meets the world, where the artist um, interacts with people beyond whether that's peers and community as like a, an offering of love or whether that's um, offering a finished piece or something you've worked on hard to a creator, to the universe as a final tribute, right? So both are so, so important. And we just need to separate the two a little bit in our minds because while it's true that we need both, our home doesn't need to be both. And there are, and the, fun, the best part about houses is that there's times and seasons, both in the year, both in the day. I mean, I'm saying both, but there's like tons of examples. And in our lifetimes, there's times and seasons, ebbs and flows. I know that in my house, my house is much cleaner at 9 p.m. than it is at 12 noon because my children have gone to bed and I clean it. And so my house feels more like a museum, an offering, a space to breathe and reconnect. Uh, but also for most of the day, it is a workshop. It's where we are feeling, where we are living, where we are breathing, where we are almost like desecrating if it were the museum. But the very same actions 
that can seem desecrating in one situation are completely sanctifying in another. So understand, it's important that you understand that the home is meant to be this sacred, mundane, um, messy, life-giving place. That is what home is. The other take that I want us to think about with this is that when it comes to the universe and God, all things can point us toward wholeness, toward centeredness, toward acceptance, toward abundance. And so even the messiness of real life with real kids can become a offering, can become sacred because anything can become sacred. So it doesn't take a museum with the final portrait in order to be accepted in the great vastness of the beyond, like whatever. It just takes showing up with intention. And in that way, our kitchens and our living rooms and the bedrooms where we make the darn bunk beds over and over again and skin our knuckles, tucking in those blasted sheets, that becomes the altar. All of it is about our ability to focus on what's most important. So it's great to be able to go to places of dedicated worship. It's great to have them and to have that invitation to focus so prolifically. But that focus is available outside of the walls of those structures. And you can focus like that on what's most important to you any, anywhere you are. In that way, our homes are exactly the same as a sacred place of worship. Cool. What a good question. Okay, our second question. Here we go. How do I create a place where I can escape daily for uninterrupted, quiet me time? I feel like every mom was just like, yeah, that's the goal. (laughs) How do I do that? Well, first, you have to create this place mentally. Okay, everything that we create physically in our houses first is created mentally and spiritually. So if we want to feel um, quiet and centered, you need to make that a priority for you mentally. You need to create that space. Like, what does it feel like to you to feel uninterrupted and quiet and me and completely yourself? Lean into that. Lean into that feeling. So let's let's go down even a little bit deeper into this. So what does it feel like to you and look like to you when you have this place? Like, let's just imagine this place for yourself. Imagine when you think I need uninterrupted, quiet me time every day, like imagine what that looks like for you. Where are you? Are you in your bed? Are you in the bathroom? Are you lounged on a chaise? Are you in the backyard in the sun? Are you not even in your house? You're at the spa. Like, where are you? Think about this. What do you hear? What do you taste and touch? How long does it last for you to be able to feel that um, rejuvenation? And how do you feel when you create that for yourself? Is rejuvenated even the right word? Do you feel excited? Do you feel invigorated? Do you feel determined? Do you feel focused? Do you feel any number of things? Joyful? What is it that you feel? What is it you're craving with this daily uninterrupted quiet me time? Now here comes the cool part. As you embrace that feeling and let it fill your whole soul and eke out into every part of your body, 
What are you thinking about? For me and for many of my clients, this is something like, there is space for me. Or even like, ah, feels like, ah, (laughs) feels great. I love this. Hello, self. Or even, I'm safe. What are you thinking about? Did you know that these thoughts are always available to you? Always. These thoughts you can have whenever, wherever, however. You can think to yourself, there's space for me. Or even, ah, anywhere you want. Isn't that so crazy? Even when spaghetti is slow-mo careening across the dinner table with like classical music playing in the background, I swear that's a bounty paper towel commercial. I swear I've seen that commercial. Even when milk is pouring all over the counter, through every crack in the cabinet, seeping down all the way to the floor and pulling on the hardwood. Even when the kids are squabbling and the baby just smeared poop all over his crib. Don't you pretend that hasn't happened to you. I know that's happened to you. Actually, for me, it was blood. My kid got a little cut on his finger and he smeared it everywhere during his nap. I I walked in and thought he'd been murdered. Terrifying. Even then though, even then, these thoughts are available. I'm allowed to think there's space for me here. I love this. Hello, self. I'm safe. Even in those crazy moments. Why? Why? Because our circumstances at home, whether it's having a sofa you hate or a sofa you love, whether it's a huge mess, physical or emotional, or even if it's a house full of hand-me-downs that you don't know what to do with, our circumstances do not produce feelings. Let me say it again. Our circumstances, in this case our houses, do not produce feelings. Our houses are completely neutral until we have a thought about them. A thought that could be like, this is a mess. My life is ridiculous. Or even, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? (laughs) That is when you feel battered down and overwhelmed, is when you have those thoughts. That is what produces overwhelm, my friends. Those thoughts could just as easily be, I'm made for this. Or, this is my beautiful life. Have you ever seen that movie? It's a beautiful life. Do I always talk about that movie? I think I do. Because if somebody can choose this is the game in a concentration camp as their thought, I feel very invited to think this is beautiful at my kitchen table. Isn't that a great example? Now, I'm not telling you you have to think thoughts about beauty in a mess or that you have to choose safety and chaos. I'm not saying you have to do any of that. I'm just offering to you that you can, that it's even an option. And maybe, maybe you decide that you want to create a place that helps you remember all those thoughts you love to think like, I'm safe here and I belong. I have time. You can create all of those thoughts you love and practice thinking them so that when you show up in the chaos, they're more likely to pop into your brain because you've practiced them. When the literal and figurative crap hits the fan, (laughs) you'll have some thoughts in place that you can turn to, that create for yourself a result you really value. So once you're in this place of honoring that you can create this for yourself no matter what, let's talk about designing a space of refuge. First, decide what thoughts you love. So from there, 
choose a color that represents those thoughts. So if you really like that thought, I'm safe here. Think about like where you feel that in your body. And if you could name that feeling, what is it? Is there a color? Then get into your senses. Think about what smells and tastes and textures, what sounds and what sights embody that feeling for you. This could be pictures. This could be a window. This could be a pillow to sit on. This could be chocolates. This could be a scented candle. Then put all of those things in a corner, in a box, along a wall, behind a secret panel (laughs) so nobody else can touch them, on a shelf in your bathroom. I know, I know you are all like, I just run to my bathroom and hide because we all do this. I see you. From one mama checking her Instagram in her bathroom to you checking your Instagram in the bathroom. I know you because I am you. (laughs) So consider that creating this place of refuge is just about carving away a little space and then carving away a little bit of time. It might be that you need to get creative. Maybe you use screens for 15 minutes to keep your kids occupied. Maybe you wake up 15 minutes earlier. Maybe you do a trade-off with another mom who just needs her own 15 minutes. Like to watch kids for 15 minutes, what's three more kids? And then all your kids leave and you have 15 minutes of your own time. That's a good idea, I'm telling you what. That's a good idea. That's what we should all be doing. 15-minute rotations around the neighborhood. I could do 20 kids for 15 minutes if it gave me an hour. (laughs) Hey, I'm going to invent this. Stand by. Okay, so I hope that answers your question. Know that creating an escape for yourself, first of all, first of all, we need to ask why you're escaping. To me, that says that your life is not, um, you aren't thinking about your life in a way that's fulfilling. And we could probably be creating more intentional ways of thinking about your life or solving some problems that have been left unsolved. But if you're craving daily interrupted quiet time in a beautiful sanctuary, create it for yourself. Don't hesitate. Run, do not walk. All right, our third question today. Living below the poverty line with a family of five is the hardest part about having an intentional house. We're in grad school and I'm so busy. I don't even have time or money really to move. Will this ever end? (laughs) You are not alone. You're not alone, my friend. I thought this was such a good question. Thanks for sending it in. A lot of us find ourselves in situations where we wouldn't necessarily like point blank choose to be. If you were just shopping at a pretend shopping mall of situations where you're like, oh, I could be a millionaire. I could live in Bermuda. I could be a cabbage farmer or I could be in poverty in grad school. Like, I don't think any of us would like pick that one. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, right? But let's dive in deeper, shall we? Because the truth is you're choosing to be here. You are choosing this. You did choose that. You took that off the hanger. That was what you chose especially in professional school, like here's a shout out to all you residents and all you dent school homies and law school families and grad school crazy people. I can, that was me too. So that's how I know. And I can say it's crazy because I also know that it's awesome. I've lived this life. You are choosing this and you know you are choosing this. But sometimes when you're living in that apartment and all the smells are like wafting in from your wafting, coming in <laughs> from your neighbor's, who are 
doing drugs or smoking or whatever it is, right? Like, you're like, what am I doing? Why did I choose this? Is this really worth it? And I think that's kind of the essence of the question. But you are choosing this. You could totally drive Uber. You could DoorDash all day. You could figure something out and live somewhere else. You could drop out of grad school. You could get a job. But you are choosing to be doing what you're doing right now, whether that's at home with the kids while a spouse goes to grad school, whether that's you doing grad school yourself and figuring it out. You're choosing this and you're choosing to be the poorest right now. It's just kind of a life phase, right? And you have great reasons for doing it. You have great reasons for choosing that hanger off of the rack at the mall of possible lives. You could choose any life you want, but you chose this one. And with every single life that's out there, there are pros and cons. It's 50-50. No matter how beautiful the pictures are, no matter how you think other people live, they have things that suck about their life and they have things that they love about their life. Everybody does. It's just part of mortality. So you have great reasons for doing grad school and you also have things you don't like about doing grad school and that's totally okay. So my question to you is, what's the problem? Why is it a problem? that it's not your cup of tea at this very exact moment. Sometimes we think that we should all be living at Disneyland all the time. We should all be living without any discomfort all the time, and that's how we know we've made it. And because things are hard or rough or ugly or messy or dirty, that we must be doing something wrong. May I offer to you, my friends, that failure, quote-unquote failure, and ugly are the way to creating lasting happiness and joy. If we run away from the discomfort, we are never going to see the results that we are so excited about realizing. Right now, you're forgetting the big picture and your why. And anchor in, my friend, anchor in to your long-term vision because it's worth showing up for. If you know that you could be living in a big house with all the things you could have ever imagined, and you also would have 50% of your life be really hard, would you trade it? Or would you stay committed to this vision that you have of graduate school and the degree and the life that you've dreamed about? Because the truth is, it doesn't ever get better. (laughs) And maybe that's not what you want me to say in this moment when you're in a tiny apartment doing the food stamp thing. But it doesn't get any better than this. How freeing is that? That you are just as ordinary and just as special as anybody else. And that right now all the joy is available to you. And the things that you have or the wealth that you imagine you'll be accumulating or you should have or whatever that other people have won't make a difference to that joy. So what you're doing right now is called delayed gratification. Actually, it's called delayed, delayed, delayed gratification because grad school feels like it takes 10,000 years. And sometimes it actually does. The things you're learning for yourself and your children right in this very moment of your life are momentous. Think about the things you're doing. You are teaching them gratitude and vision and perseverance. You are learning creativity. You are learning hard work, saving You're investing in yourself. You're investing in your family. You're investing in your future and in your dreams. You are learning how to have joy in the discomfort. And let's go there just for a minute longer. 
if you're choosing this and if you believe in it and if you know there's going to be some crappy times along the way, how can you intentionally lean in and use the hard stuff as fuel for your amazing life, for the joy you want to experience? Here's how you have three steps. Okay. First step, list your assets. Anybody a Princess Bride fan? Love this movie. It's my favorite movie of all time. List your assets. In this movie, he's like, what are our assets? And they say a few things and like your strength, my steel, your brains, stuff like that. It's important to understand what you got going for you. So write down all of your assets. And right now, you might feel like your assets are not assets at all. <laughs> your, my, your list might look a lot like 200 square feet of 100-year-old apartment building. Awesome. Five blankets and a box of Cheerios. Great. Step one, complete. Step two, determine your vision. Oh, hold on. We're going to back up to step one. Because among your assets are like your creativity, the values you're hoping to instill in your children, um, the great outdoors, any friends or relations you have, all of that. List your assets. Okay, number step number two for reals. Determine your vision. Where are you going? What do you want to get out of this? Is joy your vision? Or is this like instilling any of the characteristics we talked about within your own heart or within your children's hearts? This part, this step, step number two, determining your vision, it's like chopped. So you have your basket full of your assets. We talked about that in step one. This is like your basket of your ingredients. You have it on the counter in front of you. You open it up and you're like, okay, great. I've got a Holocaust cloak (laughs) and I've got a bag of Cheerios, whatever it is. And then you're on chopped and the dude is like, I need you to create an appetizer out of this. This is your vision. Where are you going? You have your ingredients. You have your vision. I need you to create a well-rounded seven-year-old. Go. (laughs) A bag of Cheerios and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood heard through the walls of the apartment because we don't get good service here. Whatever it is, right? And then step three is create like mad and do it poorly. Do it bad. Just show up and do it. Take that bag of Cheerios, combine it with your sense of humor, and create a talent show with your box of Cheerios. It could take you three hours. You could kill a whole afternoon doing a talent show with all the ways you can balance Oreos on different parts of your face. Or how you can count to 100 forwards and backwards and learn multiplication. Or how you can share. Or how you can take care of yourself. Like you can use whatever asset you have toward whatever vision you create. And the limit is your ability to create a vision. So if your joy, if you this joy is what you're wanting. If you're wanting to experience connection or contentedness, take your assets and create it. And at first you're going to do it bad. You're going to be like, I'm just faking this. I don't feel super content with my bag of Cheerios. You are off your rocker, Carly. Thank you. (laughs) Right. But that's just doing it bad. Good job. You're doing it bad. Now try again. Make another try. See how you can be content and keep going over and over until your vision and your assets actually create what you're going for and you're going to blow your own mind. You're going to look back on these times and be like, I have no idea how I took those assets and I created this result. But I'm telling you, when you get intentional and when you enlist the people in your life 
and you put all of your faith and your hard work toward a goal, the universe conspires for you. So look for it and expect it. That's all I have for you guys today. I will talk to you next time. And until then, go get messy. love this podcast? There's even more housey homey family goodness to explore over at intentionalhouse.com.